A Day at the Summit, written by Matt Tipple. Please don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the channel. You can also support the channel and listen to my content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining my Patreon. The link is down below in the description. Thank you, and happy listening. Disclaimer. The following audiobook contains adult themes and explores topics that some listeners may find sensitive or disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Chapter 3. The Exhausted Entrepreneur Sarah woke up in her spacious apartment on the third floor, feeling a sense of restlessness that had become all too familiar to her. She wasn't a morning person by nature, but she had long ago accepted that the early hours were the only time she could find peace and quiet in the bustling city. She had always been a driven person, and she felt like every minute she spent sleeping was a minute wasted. She couldn't shake the feeling that she was missing out on something, that there was always more she could be doing to achieve her goals. Sarah rose from her comfortable bed and began her morning routine. She took a quick shower, dressed in her favorite jeans and blouse, and headed into the kitchen, her mind already buzzing. She started a pot of coffee, deciding to skip food this morning. Sarah had been trying to go on a diet lately, hoping to lose a few pounds to be more attractive for her husband. She had always struggled with her weight, and despite her best efforts, she had never been able to achieve the thin, toned body that seemed to be the standard for women in her social circle. Sarah's husband had never complained about her weight, but she worried that he might be more attracted to other, thinner women. She had caught him looking at pictures of supermodels on the internet more than once, and it made her feel self-conscious and insecure. Sarah sighed and took a sip of her coffee, trying to shake off the negative thoughts. Sarah owned a small business, a candle and bath product company that she had built from the ground up, and she was proud of it. It had been a lot of hard work, but it had also been incredibly rewarding. She loved being able to create something with her own two hands, and she enjoyed the sense of accomplishment she felt when she sold her products. But lately, Sarah had been feeling like the weight of the business was starting to crush her. She had always struggled with balancing work and family, and it seemed like no matter how hard she tried, she was always falling short. She had a husband and two young children to tend to, and she felt like she was constantly trying to juggle their needs as the demands of the business became greater and greater. She used to find joy in waking her kids up each morning and preparing a large breakfast for the family. Nowadays, she was out the door before they even woke up. She paid a sitter to come get them off to school, and she was sure that their breakfasts now consisted of cereal and a piece of fruit if they were lucky. With all of the hours she put in at the shop, she really only got to see her children in the evenings, and by then she was usually so exhausted that it was all she could do to feed them and get them to bed. As much as Sarah constantly tried to drive the thought from her mind, she wondered if Steve was having an affair. He had always been supportive of her business, but lately he seemed to be growing increasingly distant. She knew it was a ridiculous thought, but she just felt like something was wrong. Steve had always been there for her and the kids, but now he seemed more focused on his own wants and needs instead of the family's. Sarah grabbed her bag and headed out the door. No matter what problems she may or may not be having at home, she had a business to run. She closed the door of apartment 311 and waited for the elevator across the hall. As the elevator doors opened, Sarah stepped inside and pressed the button for the lobby. She was startled to find that she wasn't alone. 
An older yet extremely handsome man was standing in the corner, scowling at his phone. He was impeccably dressed in a blue tailored suit. For some reason, Sarah suddenly felt a little bit intimidated by his presence. While the elevator descended, Sarah tried to sneak a few glances at the man, wondering who he was. She had never seen him before. His nostrils flared as he breathed, and the color in his cheeks gave her the impression that he was flustered about something. Sarah wondered if he lived in the building or if he was just passing through. When they reached the lobby, the man stepped off the elevator and stormed off, still scowling at his phone. The air about him was so heavy that Sarah was relieved to see him go. As he departed, she caught a glimpse of the name on his briefcase. Theodore Thompson, Thompson Enterprises Incorporated. Sarah was impressed. She had heard of Thompson Enterprises. It was one of the biggest companies in the city. As she walked through the lobby, she wondered what a man like Theodore Thompson was doing in a building like hers. She hailed a cab and had it drop her off a few blocks from her shop so that she could get in a little exercise from walking the rest of the way. As she walked, she passed Emily, who was on a break from her job at the burger shack. They exchanged the usual pleasantries. As she departed, Sarah's chest stung with a pang of jealousy. Emily seemed so carefree and happy, despite the fact that she had so much less than Sarah did. As she opened the door to the shop, she was greeted by the sound of laughter and the smell of freshly brewed coffee. Good morning, everyone, she said, smiling at her employees. Good morning, boss, said Julie, one of her cashiers. How are you feeling today? I'm doing all right, Sarah replied, trying to sound more upbeat than she felt. Just feeling a little overwhelmed, I guess. Well, we're all here to help, said Darren, another one of her employees. Is there anything we can take off of your plate? Thanks, but that's okay, Sarah said, feeling grateful to have such a supportive team. I'll definitely keep that in mind, though. How was everyone's evening? It was great, Julie said, pouring herself a cup of coffee. I had a barbecue at my place for my dad's birthday. He just turned the big 5-0. How about you? I stayed pretty late taking inventory and tried to catch up on some housework, Sarah said with a sigh. I feel like I barely had a chance to relax. Well, you deserve a break, Darren said, patting her on the back. Why don't you take the day off and let us handle things around here for a change? Oh, I couldn't do that, but I appreciate the offer, Sarah said, forcing a smile. There's far too much to do. Besides, I should be hearing back from that hotel chain today to confirm the size of their restock for their gift shops. We understand, Julie said, giving her a sympathetic look. But remember, you can't pour from an empty cup. I'll try to keep that in mind. Speaking of empty cups, it looks like I'm in need of a refill. Sarah gave a short, nervous laugh at her own joke but felt a little bit better from the pep talk. She had always done her best to create a positive and supportive work environment and was happy with the team she had assembled. They worked hard, but they also knew how to let loose and have a little fun. Sarah enjoyed the sense of camaraderie that had developed between them all in such a short time. Sarah started her day working on new candle and soap designs, chatting with customers, and working her way through the daily tasks of running a small business. Every time she completed something, she'd check it off of the never-ending list that she kept in her head. Even though she was extremely methodical, she also enjoyed the creative side of her work. She could get lost in it. But as she went about her day, worry began to set in, and Sarah found herself wondering if it was all worth it. She had always thought that having more money and being successful would make her life easier and more fulfilling. Lately, though, 
All it seemed to do was make her life more difficult and complicated. She had a comfortable lifestyle, but she wasn't truly happy. The thing that she needed now, maybe more than ever, was a little downtime. As the afternoon turned to evening, Sarah's energy started to wane. She had been working non-stop since the morning, skipping lunch altogether, and was starting to feel the effects of the long day. But she was determined to finish up the batch of candles she was working on, so she pushed herself to keep going. Finally, after what felt like an eternity, she finished the last candle and cleaned up her workshop. The day drew to a close with Sarah feeling exhausted but satisfied. They had a steady stream of customers throughout the day, and she had managed to clear out a lot of their older inventory. She was just about to begin closing up shop when the phone rang. Hello, Sarah's Scents and Soaks, she answered, trying to sound cheerful. Hi, this is Jessica from Purchasing Over at Paradise Hotel and Resorts, a voice on the other end of the line said. So glad I was able to catch you. I'm calling about the order we talked about last week. As you know, we're looking to restock our gift shops, but we were also wondering if you would be able to fulfill a larger order than what we had originally discussed. We'd like to start offering some of your products in the hotel rooms as well on a trial basis. Sarah's heart skipped a beat. Paradise Hotel and Resorts was a prestigious and well-known hotel chain with locations all across the country. Getting her products into their hotel rooms could do wonders for her business. She knew that meeting a demand like this would mean a lot of late nights and hard work, but she couldn't pass up such a fantastic opportunity. Absolutely, Sarah said trying to sound excited. What kind of quantities are we talking about? Jessica named a number that almost made Sarah drop the phone to the floor. Sarah's heart stopped. This was huge. That's an impressive order, she said, trying to sound calm. I'm definitely interested, and I'm confident we can deliver on time. Can you allow me a few days to reach out to my suppliers and get you a solid timeline? Sure, Jessica said. I'm sure you have a few calls to make to get your ducks in a row. Just let me know as soon as possible so I can make arrangements with my team. I'll get back to you within the next few days, Sarah said, feeling a sense of excitement mixed with nausea. Thank you for considering my business. No problem, Jessica said. I'm looking forward to working with you. Sarah hung up the phone and sat down at her desk, her head spinning. She knew that she had a lot of work ahead of her and that her home life would be hell for the next few weeks but there was no way that she could even consider passing this up. She just hoped she could handle the stress. Hey guys, I have some big news, Sarah announced to her employees. I just got a call from Paradise Hotel and Resorts. They're placing a massive order. Not only are they restocking the gift shops, but they want to stock the hotel rooms with our products too. Her employees cheered and congratulated her. That's amazing, boss, Darren said. I guess that means some overtime will be opening up soon. Sarah hesitated. She knew that it would be nearly impossible to fulfill such a large order on her own, but she didn't want to burden her employees with extra work. They already put in full days at the shop, and she didn't want to take away from their personal lives. Oh, I don't know about that. I think I can handle it, Sarah said, trying to sound confident. I'll just have to put in some extra hours here and there. Are you sure? Julie asked. I don't mind staying late to help out. Sarah knew that she should take the offer, but she was too proud to admit that she needed help. She had always been independent and self-sufficient. In her eyes, accepting help would be like admitting weakness. Again, I appreciate it, but don't worry about me, 
I got this, she said, as she tried to bring a smile to her face. But if you don't mind closing up shop, I think I may head home a little early tonight. Her employees nodded, understanding her decision but also looking a little disappointed. Deep down, Sarah knew she was making a terrible mistake. Five minutes later, Sarah hailed a taxi and made her way to the sitter's house to pick up the children. She was exhausted. The last thing she wanted to do right now was to spend the rest of the evening cooking and wrestling her kids into bed. But it was her responsibility as a wife and mother. There was nobody else to do it. By the time Sarah and her kids got to the third floor, she felt like she was carrying the weight of the world on her shoulders. She had a business that was now demanding more from her than she could give. Two children that needed her, and a husband who was seeming more and more like a roommate with every passing day. She wasn't sure how much more she could take. As she turned the handle to apartment 311, Sarah just hoped that she would be able to get through the evening without breaking down. But the sight waiting for her on the other side of the door was something that Sarah hadn't prepared for. From the entry hall, she could see her husband in the living room with another woman. They were on the couch, tangled up in each other's arms, completely oblivious to Sarah's presence. A wave of anger and hurt washed over her. How many times had Sarah convinced herself that she was crazy? She had suspected for a long time that something was going on between Steve and his secretary, and she had been right the entire time. But in every scenario she had ever played through in her mind, she had never imagined that he would be so bold as to cheat on her in their own home. How dare you! Sarah screamed, tears streaming down her face. After everything we've been through, how could you betray me like this? Well, look who decided to come home at a reasonable hour for a change. Steve looked up at her, a dry expression on his face. Don't be so dramatic, Sarah, he said, almost sounding bored with the whole situation. Jennifer was just bringing me my dry cleaning. Sarah was shaking with disbelief. She had to get out of there as quickly as possible. She couldn't bear to stay in the same building as Steve and his mistress for a moment longer. Come on, kids, she said, trying to keep her voice steady. We're going to go to the store for a little while. She led her children out of the apartment and back down the elevator, lost in thought. She couldn't believe that Steve did this to her, to his family, and she didn't understand how he could have been so careless and nonchalant about it. For the third time today, Sarah flagged down a cab and gave the driver the address of her store. She knew that it wasn't the most conventional place to take her children, but she didn't know where else to go. She just needed to get away from the apartment. She needed to be around something familiar and comforting. When they arrived at the store, Sarah quickly got to work making a makeshift pallet for the kids to sleep on, using bubble wrap and packing peanuts to create a soft and cushioned surface. She knew it wasn't the most comfortable bed, but it would have to do for now. The children dined on leftover pastries. Later, after the kids had drifted off to sleep, Sarah sat at her desk and cried. How had her life come to this? She had always thought that she was so strong and independent, but now all she felt was weakness and utter helplessness. What was she going to do? No matter how hard she tried, she couldn't shake the image of Steve and his secretary out of her head. As the hours ticked by, Sarah's eyes grew heavy, and she eventually fell asleep in a puddle of tears, surrounded by the comforting scent of her candles and soaps.